<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. Embracing your insecurity, taking time to sit with yourself and really dig deep. I think that's important. Hey there, welcome to Rise Up with Janina Chan. I'm Janina, host and content creator, always curious to learn more from life. This podcast is one for the mind, heart, body, and soul as we share stories from real lives that draw inspiration, provide strength, and empower each other to rise up. Listen to our guests' rise up stories from all walks of life through all the highs, lows, and everything in between. Brought to you by the Chinoy Podcast Network in partnership with Podcast Network Asia. Welcome back to Rise Up with Janina Chan. And today we are joined by such a beautiful soul, beautiful inside and out. She's bringing a lot of her Gen Z energy with us. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> okay. But anyway, we are here with Nikki Huang. She is currently a student at Boston University, taking up a double major in sociology and international relations. She's also the head of communications at Mind You Mental Health Systems and an active member of WWF. She's a part of the National Youth Council right there. Also a contributing writer for Manila Bulletin. She writes topics about beauty, fashion, lifestyle, women's issues, as well as profiling female role models. And she's also taking an active role in the family's retail business response in SSI. So Nikki, thank you so much for joining us here. Welcome to Rise Up. Janina, thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor. I'm so excited to be here. I love it. Okay, spoken like a true queen. Okay, guys, for context, Nikki is really such a queen. Just check her IG profile right now. <laughs> okay, no, but really. Okay, so actually we're here to talk about, you know, when I was thinking about who to guest, you know, I want to keep it young and fresh too. And I also want to talk more about like life as a student as well. And, you know, we're all in the same boat, but I think it's even harder as a student too. I mean, first up, you're already kind of, you know, it's really different. University life, you're not on campus all the time. I think for other schools, it's different. They have different circumstances, but, you know, online schooling is pretty difficult. We got to keep up with the times. And also here in this episode, we're also going to talk about mental health and health in general and how amazing it really is for us. And we just all have to, you know, no wonder fitness is such a big thing now because it works, right? So she's here to share all that and more. So, so excited to learn from you too. So Nikki, first up, how are you coping with everything? How is online school from Boston U? It's been an experience, Janina, let me tell you. Um, definitely had its ups and downs, which I'm sure this year um, everyone can say the same. It's been very, very challenging, but I must say that I'm quite grateful to be where I am right now. I am just really keeping busy, working hard. I'm really grateful to be home with the family, safe, and just in an environment where I can feel loved and supported. I think that's really, really important. I actually had the option to go back to school in Boston because BU has been holding classes in person since fall last year, but I decided to stay home, just wait for the situation to settle down a little bit. Um, and in terms of how I'm doing, I must say I'm keeping quite busy. I'm one of those people, my friend calls it um, shark syndrome. So basically, if oh, I'm wow. moving, I will suffocate and die. So what if you don't, if you're not, if you're not moving? Yeah, like, <laughs> and, you know, moving, I mean, not even just physically moving, but moving as in like doing yeah. with my life, like a shark. Mm-hmm. 
It's how I breathe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, first lesson. Do you have shark syndrome? <laughs> think about that, guys. I think that is much better than, I don't know, a couch potato syndrome, <laughs> right? <laughs> better than being idle and not doing anything, right? So I'm happy for you. I mean, just looking at your bio and I was like, hmm, how do I introduce Nikki? And then seeing like all this, I'm like so proud of you. And I really love how you're keeping active too. And you're really a voice for um, the youth and for young women too. You're someone I personally look up to too. Right. <laughs> we see each other in the industry. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just, I, I'm happy to see you grow too as the woman you are today, the young lady, the young lady you are today. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Wow. Let's talk about that first. Like how are you keeping up with the times as a student for you? What are some maybe best practices that, you know, I think, and also the problems. First off, let's address the problems. What were things that you were like, hold on, this is pretty difficult. And how did you overcome them? Yeah, no, I think that's a very valid question. And I think all the students out there will be able to relate to me when I say online learning is just not the same, right? I think Mm. so much of the school experience, especially the university experience comes from being in the library, being in the classroom with your friends and your professors, you know, and just getting that energy into you so that you can learn and do things, stay awake, stay inspired. And being in your bedroom in front of your laptop, and in the case of me, you know, as an international student until four or five in the morning taking class at night, it's definitely a different experience that's lacking in many ways. But I think it's very important also to remember just how lucky we are to have school and have something to do and still be able to get our education because that's not the case for everyone in the world right now. So I've honestly been very grateful for school, even though the time zone is rather insufferable. I really do enjoy my my Okay. Really? So do you have like a, like an alarm clock or something, or is your time zone kind of like in the States or what your body clock? I, so I'm half half. Um, I was very lucky because I have a bit more flexibility choosing my classes. So I chose ones that met early in the morning in Boston, which is earlier at night here. So I sleep at around like two, three, four a.m. and then I wake up at like nine, ten, eleven, which is not too bad. I have some friends going to class till like ten in the morning mm-hmm. from five a.m. It's crazy. At least I don't have to do that. Yeah. Okay. So oh my goodness. So you mentioned about like. Yeah. Now that you mentioned all these like elements, you gave me a visual of, yeah, just you in your bedroom and with your laptop. And you also had a taste of real on-campus university life, right? I remember seeing your stories when you were still there and I'm sure it was like a lot of fun. I personally loved my university experience. I took a communication course in Ateneo and I love it. I love the environment first up and just like being outside like in nature and then in classrooms and just going from one class to another, meeting people, being in organizations. So uh, how do you kind of pivot from that to this new normal? Do you still have orgs? Do you still like how in terms of the social landscape, probably, how do you deal with that? And how did you adjust to it? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It was a very hard adjustment, which, again, so many people in the same situation, I'm sure can attest to the same thing. It's very difficult, you know, because my first semester in college on campus, I actually had a really hard time. I mean, I love the Philippines. I love the the feeling of home and being connected to everyone and everything and being in a new country with new people all alone, kind of not really knowing what was going on. It was very difficult for me. And then by my second semester, I kind of gotten more into the swing of things, learned a little bit more about 
living on my own and just really taking care of myself in this big new world. And so I had like two, three months of things really going well and really exploring, meeting new people, taking amazing classes, finding mentors. Um, then I came home for spring break, said to my friends, see you all in a week. And it's been more than a year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So in your head, you were not even, you didn't even say like a proper goodbye. I guess no, no one really expected I didn't it. Even like I just to put it into context, I okay. didn't even bring my laptop home. Oh my gosh. And I only bought clothes for a week. I had no idea what was about to happen. Oh no. How did you get your laptop back? I shipped it. it. You shipped it. Were you like, did you call a friend and be like, please? Well, because so many people had to, because school shut down during spring break, they mm-hmm. packing our things for us and you know, mailing them to everyone. It was oh my gosh. For sure. part of their responsibility as a school. Oh, wow. So you're on your what year in uni? My second year. I'm a second student. year. My goodness. Are they like telling you what to expect? Um, or do, are you going to come back to, to campus probably next year? Are you considering yes, that? I mean, most people have already gone back to campus. Um, I mean, it's, it's not like that here. School is still all online. But in the States, so many schools are back to in person. But I'm just really waiting for things to really calm down for the vaccine to roll out before I go back uh, next fall. And also, I've been quite busy here, so I was reluctant to leave all my projects right away. But I do have many friends who are back in the U.S. and really enjoying it. But, you know, of course, keeping safe, being careful. Okay, so before we move forward to the fitness and health aspect, I see a lot of your stories. You always share these like these tips for students also taking up online classes. And I see you share a lot of like your favorite apps and even not just apps. I want to like maybe for those who are listening right now, maybe you can share some of them or some of your tips in general to study better, to have more, I don't know, re- attention and retention. because <laughs> It can be pretty distracting um, studying at home. I mean, you can be distracted the whole day and binge watch Netflix instead or like, right. Other students really have ways. I, I'm pretty sure. Maybe you can oh, even share. Right? You know, it's, it's one thing to study in a library where everyone yeah. around you is working. You're like, okay, I got to work. When you're in your bed, I mean, in your room, you see your bed, right. Yeah. It's so much like there's just stuff to do other than school. Yeah. I, I'd like to think that I've become really very good at it. I've always loved studying. I actually want to go to grad school. So Studying is not something that I can half do. I, I really need to do it well, do it all mm-hmm. the way. Tips, I'd say sleep is, okay, I have a million tips, but I'll start with saying sleep is so important. A lot of people think that they can go through school just sleeping as little as possible. It's not going to work. You're never going to feel good and it's going to impact your performance in a very negative way. You know, and, and I think it's easy to make the excuse like, oh, I have a lot of schoolwork and like, I know I take a double major, so I, I have more work than average, I would say, from someone like taking a, a single major. But it's important to sleep. Even if you feel like you could have studied a little bit more, sleeping is going to impact your performance better than studying like an extra three hours and not resting at all. Okay. So this is a big thing. Sleep. Um, eating I properly think, is okay. really important. You know, okay. I was the same late at night. I used to like to have like chips, chocolate, cake, like trying to wake <laughs> myself up. That gives you the worst, like the high and the crash doesn't work at all. You need to eat okay. really, really balanced, I think is very important. Study snacks with low sugar, keep you at a mm-hmm. steady energy level. You shouldn't not okay, low sugar. Yeah. Low okay. sugar. Don't overeat. Don't undereat. Just like mm-hmm. keep yourself steady, I think is really important. Excellent. What are some of your favorite snacks, perhaps like snacks. healthy snacks? Popcorn. Really? It's oh, a study snack. I swear to God. Okay. 
it's the best. Low, low sodium popcorn. <laughs> okay. All right. So just not too salty, maybe. Yeah, not too not sweet. Salty. I mean, you know, I also don't like to wake up with my face swollen from the salt. I'm sure you know. Yeah. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> okay. So popcorn. Yeah. Nice. Popcorn. Eggs are good. Eggs. Um, I love eggs. Love eggs too. I, I do. It's so eggs. simple, but it's so good, right? <laughs> They're good for you too. This is so random. Popcorn and eggs. That will be our teaser post. <laughs> okay. Anything else though? Maybe one more. Let's make it three snacks. Uh, popcorn, eggs, and chocolate. Chocolate Ooh. is so important in life. I okay. Think. But not too high in sugar. Just not like... too high in sugar. I mean, if you're craving it, have it. That's my philosophy. But just chocolate, you know, when you're really tired, feels yeah. like everything sucks and you just need <laughs> chocolate. Okay. It's a good balance. I like those. Crunchy. And then, and then the taste from the egg, like salty, a good um, savory snack, and then chocolate. Good. And then you were mentioning you were going to say exercise, right? Exercise is so important. I think when you're studying, you're sitting on your butt all day mm-hmm. long, not moving the body. So exercise, I think to break up periods of stillness mm-hmm. and really work different muscles and mm-hmm. engage your brain in different activities, release some happy hormones. So, so key. It's important okay. to take time for exercise. Nice. Oh. I'm, I'm just wondering, cause like, oh my gosh, if you see her profile once again on Instagram, <laughs> she has such a fit body, Nikki. And I see your stories. You really are active because I understand your younger sister is also a ballerina, right? Yeah, she's a professional dancer. You guys are like into yoga. Oh my goodness. I love those headstands that I see in your stories. But how often, like what is the minimum number of hours, especially for those who are just like starting to get back into fitness? How do we, how do we get into it with baby steps? Wait, one second. Before we jump to this part, I actually okay. did one, one, half okay. one more thing to add to the study mm-hmm. tips. And it was to do your readings. I'm sure you know professors give a ton of readings and sometimes you can get away with not doing them Mm -hmm. I think if you want to do very well in school it's very important to do your readings and do them actively don't just skim read through everything highlight make notes and my favorite investment for that is an iPad has actually changed my life so I think if you can afford it it would be just the best investment and the app good notes Mm -hmm. for marking up PDFs. So okay. that's all I've read. Listen, okay. So get your popcorn, your egg, your chocolates, and your good notes, and your iPad, and you're all set. And move. <laughs> yeah, sleep well, sleep on time, or depends on what time zone you're at, actually, right? Oh my goodness, Nikki, wow. Hey there. My name is Chloe. Just dropping by this podcast to tell you that I'm on one too. It's called The Great Connections Podcast. Over there, we talk about the lives of Filipinos overseas at ang descarte sa buhay OFW. So go ahead and listen to The Great Connections Podcast after you finish this episode, okay? The Great Connections Podcast is available on all major podcast platforms. See you there! The Great Connections Podcast. Again, going back to the exercise and having an active and fit lifestyle. So how has like the whole, how has your whole fitness journey been? I mean, were you like a fit kid ever since? Were you into sports ever since? I, I actually, unlike my sister, who has been an elite athlete since the day she was born, apparently. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I did not inherit that, those genes. I actually had a very, I've had a very interesting fitness journey. It's not something that I talk about all the time, but I was 
pretty unfit as a kid. And then I got into the dance world and that really disciplined me and helped me learn about fitness. But unfortunately, as it is for so many young dancers, I really, and growing up in the fashion industry at the same time, I struggled with an eating disorder, which was pretty, pretty challenging. But I'm almost grateful in the for the experience in that mm-hmm. it helped me relearn my relationship with my body, my mind, my soul, what self-worth and beauty really means to me. And so now I, I I think I'd be comfortable saying that I'm in a place of a place of balance and mm. that my journey is one of love and self-care rather than deprivation and punishment. Um, so yeah, it's been a wow, dream. Oh my goodness. So deep. I didn't expect that, Nikki. Oh my goodness. How young were you when you had an eating disorder? I'd say I only really fully got over it like a year and a half ago, to be honest. Um, and mm. it's it's been such a roller coaster ride, but I've been so lucky to have so many people supporting me um, along the way. And I, um, it was weightlifting, I think, and going to the gym that really helped me relearn this kind of relationship with my body and build it into one that is capable and strong rather than deprived and thin. And, you know, yeah. And I think that also relates a lot to mental health as well. And is that also why you kind of took on the, the role of being head of calm for mind view? Tell us more about that too. Yes. I mean, it's, I, I've definitely had my struggles with mental health again. It's not something that I talk about all the time. I think it's, uh, mental health is a very personal journey and everyone can have different reasons for whether or not they want to talk about their own struggles, but in part because of the eating disorder and just how much it impacted me as a person and prevented me from doing all that I wanted to do in life. And the way that counseling and therapy really helped me with that, as well as, you know, being like a young person growing up in the world today, there's a lot of angst, there's a lot of struggle involved, I think, no matter where you are in life. And so mental health is something that is really near and dear to my heart. I think proper mental health care is something that every Filipino should have access to because for sure there's still a long ways to go in the mental health care industry here. Nice. And with Mind You, what exactly, like, tell us more about the organization. Yes. Mind You provides telehealth mental health care to organizations. They're still going B2B, but they're opening up to direct consumers very, very soon. And it's pretty incredible because they have a team of incredible psychologists on board who provide free counseling sessions to the employees of different Mm. organizations, which I think service could not come at a better time given the pandemic, you know, mental health in the Philippines and I think in the world at large is probably Mm -hmm. the worst it's ever been. And mind you, is there to help people get through it. Nice. So just to clarify, it's also, it's both corporate and kind of personal. It's also a personal service or more corporate? Began. um, They've began. Well, right now they're corporate. Um, It's just Mm -hmm. the easiest way for the company to access big groups of people right away, but they are opening a more personal um, service soon. I don't know when you're releasing this, so I don't know how much. (laughs) Okay, let's just say stay tuned. (laughs) Okay, stay tuned. And I think it's on your bio and profile. So in case they want to learn more and if they want to apply it to their corporations, please go ahead and contact them. Awesome. Okay, so let's go back to physical fitness too, because actually, and maybe how that all ties in together, mental wellness, physical wellness, you can't just do one and forsake the other one, right? So tell us how how important holistic wellness is for everyone, not only, especially as a student, actually, because you're, bal- you're balancing so many things. And I think you guys, your generation too, now in school and like having Our to deal with, I, so old I mean, 
fine. I'm Gen Z point. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Oh gosh. Anyway, let's go back. <laughs> I'm just kind of like acknowledging it. Okay, let's be real. It's true. It's different. The times are different. I mean, what? I grew up with Facebook and like the start of Instagram, college, and then now that right, and then now there's TikTok and all that. But then you know, it just all this like social media plays a huge part in our mental well-being too and I don't know it can be it's again it's a double-edged sword we actually also have a podcast topic on social media and how to best use it responsibly too and like there's now I think more people more creators are being more real with how they do content too so they inspire more people like on a really authentic level and not just for show. So yeah, how has that affected you and how have you applied it in general to your lifestyle, holistic wellness? Yes, I, you know, I think this is such a loaded question. I could talk yeah. about this. <laughs> right? Um, I just said it all, just so like, let's just talk about that. You know what I mean? I'm glad that you did. I think where to begin? Well, first of all, I'm sure you can relate when I say growing up, involved in the industry that we are involved in, it does a number on your mental health, your self-esteem. There's just pressure and criticism all over. And I think it's really funny because social media, you're never enough for people, right? Let's talk about weight, for example. When you're thin, it's like, great, you're thin, but you're not sexy enough. Then you gain weight, you have curves, and you're like, oh, but you're not thin enough. People are never happy, or many people are never happy. And I think because of social media, there's almost seems to be like a dehumanization of the influencer that you're following, that you feel that you have a right to critique their lives and their bodies and what they're doing, mm-hmm. even though you don't even know this person, right? And one thing that has been really, really life-changing for me is understanding that I don't need to let other people decide what beauty and power means to me, or at least people that I don't know, you know, decide for myself, what standards I'm holding myself to. I can decide who I want to be and what impact I have on the world and how I want to be seen. And if there are other people out there who are maybe watching the parts of my journey that I share, who don't agree or want to pass harsh judgments based on very little information, then that's not really my problem, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think holistic health, as you were saying a while ago, it's a very important part of this because how are you going to be able to inspire others to get the things done in your life that you want to do if you don't first love and take care of yourself, right? When I think of fitness, when I think of wellness, mental well-being, social well-being, emotional, physical, I just think about, you know, the thought that guides me is how can I be the best version of myself such that I'm able to do all that I want to do and touch the lives of people around me the way that will make me happy? You know, how do I allow myself to sleep well at night, knowing that I've made the most of my opportunities, that I'm hopefully a light in the lives of others and just a good human being, I think. Yeah. Hope for at the end of the day. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And um, I think a lot of that comes from finding joy in the little things too. But sometimes we have to physically move, right? To to kind of like awaken that. Because sometimes, you know, with the whole pandemic too, it's so easy to just be in like a robe and be in your pajamas the whole day and not move. And is it is it like quarantine 15 or something like that? Like it's either something like that. Like you don't feel that, right? Because for me... It's shark syndrome, Janine. Okay. It last time. If I don't move, I go crazy. That's right? good so for you. No, but I understand what you're saying. I definitely had 
that kind of experience during ECQ, so depressed, I couldn't get out of bed, you know, gained a ton of weight, was Mm -hmm. eating so poorly. But what I think I did well in terms of like before when I was really struggling with my eating, I would have punished myself like crazy for that. But this time I actually was able to bounce back from it really fast because I was like, you know what? It's okay. You know, this is my body. This is the state of the world right now. Just because my body looks different or I'm feeling different doesn't mean it deserves any less love and care. Mm-hmm. If, if ever it deserves more. Mm-hmm. And I because I approached that whole experience with just doing what felt good and what felt healthy and right, mm-hmm. I was able to like kind of bounce back and get, get back into my, you know, moving and eating well and all that stuff. And once you get into the habit, your, your brain starts looking for that activity. Nice. Awesome. So I'm sure like, okay, not everyone has shark syndrome, (laughs) but like for those listening who need that extra boost of motivation to, to just move and start their fitness journey, maybe any tips for them? Maybe, um, cause maybe you're talking to another younger sister, perhaps, because your sister is pretty active herself. So maybe think of talking to a younger sister who is not exactly excited about working out. What would you tell her? Really, I actually, I was that younger sister. You know? Oh, wow. I love watching my sister grow up like, working out six hours a day and just being at the peak of physical fitness is something where I'm like, I was not like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah. Yeah, but I think, you know, so I know what it's like to be a beginner. I know what it's like to just be so, I think, even uncomfortable in your own skin that you don't even want to put on gym clothes. You don't want to move. You don't want to show yourself to people like in a gym or yoga studio. And I think what you need to realize is that it's something that you need to do for yourself. It's scary, but it will get easier every day. It's something that you're doing for yourself. And at the end of the day, you don't need to care about the judgments of others. Everyone is on their own journey. And what the only thing that really matters is that you're making the first step. I was saying that, you know, what's most important, I think, is that you're making a choice to take care of your body. You're making a choice to grow into the strongest and healthiest person possible. And that is one of the most powerful things. No one can take that away from you. And so take confidence in that and don't care about the noise. Yeah. And I guess I think for me, whenever I I am kind of like, oh, I got to... I got to, what do you call this? Brainwash myself sometimes. Sometimes it could just be like two moods, super productive or just like, I don't want to move at all. So like for those days, I would just like have to keep telling myself that it will all be worth it. And if I start moving, I'm going to feel like moving more. Right. And it, right. There will be more endorphins too. And that's good for your, not only your mood, but also for your mental clarity. Exactly. But I'd also like to add, you know, I think sometimes when we're looking at Instagram, looking at all these super fit people who seem like they are in the gym twice a day, every single day. Rest is so key. Listen Mm. to your body. You know, I think a lot of the time nowadays, especially for young women, we're encouraged to go on this fitness journey that is so punishing. It's so restrictive. You know, it's so intense and it's almost an act of punishing the body to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. But really progress that lasts in the fitness journey that counts and is as physically fulfilling as it is mental and emotional is one that comes out of love and Mm -hmm. compassion and being in tune with what you need. If you need to sleep, then sleep. If Mm. you need to eat carbs, cake, chocolate, whatever your body is feeling, you should eat it. And the Mm -hmm. more that you're listening to your body's cues, the more in tune you'll be with what you actually need. And really, you'll become healthier because of it. Restriction, punishment, deprivation, 
I tried all of that before. Let me tell you, it doesn't work. I never want to go back there again. Nice, nice. Thank you so much for that. And um, yeah, I love all those words of wisdom. And I understand that you as well, you've been hearing a lot of great interviews from a lot of people you've interviewed as well for Manila Bulletin. So maybe just coming from that, I want to hear what are probably some of your best lessons you've, or best pieces of advice that you've um, heard either recently or from before that you wish you could have known sooner? Oh my gosh. Wow. All your questions. I'm like, I could spend an hour talking about yeah. this. <laughs> um, let me think. I've had the privilege of having some incredible um, sit downs with some incredible women that you also know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are just, oh, they inspire me so much. And I think one thing, I one question that I always ask them in the interview is what advice would you give to your 18, 19, 20-year-old self, to other young people wanting to pursue their dreams? And what I've noticed about all the women that I've interviewed who are all so successful in different industries is that they always talk about two things. First, the idea that whatever comes easy isn't really worth it, and it's where true challenge lies, Mm -hmm. that you really get where you want to go. So they always talk about sacrifice. They always talk about delayed gratification, making decisions that are not the easiest ones, but are the most worth it ones in the end. And secondly, they always talk about being patient because, you know, when you're young, I'm sure you know this, you want everything to happen to you right away. You're rushing after your goals. You're rushing after your dreams. And they always say to be patient and to accept the journey that we're on and be open to new opportunities because everything happens as it should be. A lot of the women that I've interviewed talk about how some of the greatest rejections in their lives have ended up being the best opportunities. And I've already had experience with that. Um, I, I told you, right, that when I was applying to college, I was despite very good grades rejected from almost every single college I I applied to. I still don't know why, but there's anything I've learned. It's that it was all part of God's plan. And it's one of the best things that's ever happened to me. So I think patience, openness, tolerance, trusting the journey and remembering to enjoy life as it happens instead of always running after things. Very key lessons. Nice. I love that. All those. And I think that is definitely something everyone has to be reminded of. I think it's not only the youth, but in general, the culture we're kind of perpetuating with social media, instant gratification. It's like you get instant hearts or like, you know, like instant happiness with the little things that are, do they actually matter though, right? What is real happiness for you? What is real success? And we have the power to dictate what that looks like for us, right? And I just love all those. Hi there, my name is Laika Maravilla. Has anyone ever called you a try hard? Is trying hard a bad thing or a good thing? Let's talk about that in the Trying Hard with Laika Maravilla podcast, brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Moving forward, well, those are from your the women you've interviewed from your from these inspiring people. How about from your family? I understand you come from a loving family too. I love it whenever you post about stories of your your dad and your <laughs> fun relationship with him and even your mom and sister. How about from them? What are some of like the key pieces of advice that have really stuck with you and were like, wait a minute, <laughs> wow, this is like mind blowing. I need to apply this more in my life. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Again, so, so many, but I think <laughs> if there's one thing my parents have taught me, how do I describe it in one word? Um, they've taught me the value of discipline and the value of making choices, not based on instant emotion, what feels good in the moment, just based on what you want to do, but decisions that are oriented by where you want to be in life, you know, what your long-term goals are and the people you love, who you want to share your life with. Again, also in the culture of social media nowadays, it's very easy for us as young people to be like, yeah, it's all about me. But the reality is it's not all about us. We're members of families, we're members of organizations, we're members of communities. And everything we do has the power to impact dozens, hundreds, not thousands of people. And I think it's important to remember that we have a responsibility to a larger entity beyond just ourselves. And so I think thinking with your brain, listening to the wisdom of others like your parents who have been through more life than you have is so, so important when you're making decisions. We don't know everything. Even though we're young, we like to think we do, we don't. (laughs) Okay. So we don't know everything. Listen to your parents. (laughs) And it's not all about you, okay? To put it simply. But at the same time, just um, maybe as we close up today's episode, when I was asking our followers over at Rise Up and just for my main page about what they want to hear more for podcast episodes, and a lot of them, like a lot, were like, Ate, can you please talk about how to deal with insecurities? So maybe just can you be that voice for us, Nikki? <laughs> what is your take on insecurities, getting past them, and kind of acknowledging both your strengths and weaknesses and how to deal with that? Yeah, um, I think I get told that I come across as quite a confident person. And it's funny. Oh, to- you do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, if you're watching via like visuals with YouTube and Facebook, oh my gosh, she comes with a glam team <laughs> and with fierce eyes. It's part of the package. <laughs> but yeah, you were saying. <laughs> I, I always find it funny because I, I've had people tell me, oh, you must have no insecurities. And that is so far from the truth. Again, I don't think I've ever spoken about it publicly before until here, but I, I really battled with an eating disorder. And so much of that comes from just consuming, like crippling insecurity. And so I know what it feels like to be so fixated on all the ways that you feel you don't measure up, that you don't feel that your life is really worth anything anymore, or that you have to make huge, huge changes to yourself in order to be worthy of love, attention, people's time and approval. And so I feel that when we're thinking about insecurities, one thing that has really, really helped me is remembering that I'm not trying to be better than others. I'm trying to be the best version of myself. I think that there's so many different experiences in life that have taught me that it's not about who you are in comparison to others. It's who you are as an individual, everyone has something special and unique to bring to the table. And even though it's easy to say, right, even though you might feel like, no, well, you don't, you need to take time to spend with yourself to find out what it is, because everyone has something to offer. And I think focusing on that, rather than all the ways that you don't measure up or you compare to others will really help you with insecurity. Insecurity is never going to go away. I think if it does, that's a problem. You know, that means that your ego is kind of out of control. But I think, <laughs> yeah. right? I think insecurities make someone human. They make someone mm-hmm. humble. And humble. And humble and mm-hmm. just 
a flaw I think is so important. We're surrounded again in our industry by perfect images and seemingly yeah. people, but I find myself drawn to the flaws in people because I think that's where the beauty is and mm-hmm. all the and the just the small differences and yeah. weaknesses a person might have. I think they make someone unique. And so I think embracing your insecurity, taking time to sit with yourself and really dig deep and find out what mm-hmm. you value and what you want to bring to the table instead of focusing so much on how you are in comparison to everyone else. I think that's important. Yes. And we do have all our strengths and weaknesses for a reason. We weren't meant to do it all. That's what teamwork is for, right? That's what community is for. And we're here to offer what we can to the best of our abilities and serve, not just be self-serving. So thank you so much for that. And I do like, I love what you said about um, it being not a bad thing necessarily, right? It makes us human. Um, no shame in acknowledging them. We all have insecure days. I have insecure days. Nikki, the fierce woman that she is, <laughs> has insecure days, right? Even the most fierce people we know, right? Even our closest friends, the people we look up to, they have their their sad days, their days of doubt. But again, it's what makes us human and it's, it's what makes all the successes even more rewarding if we can get past that despite of our weaknesses. So yeah, um, before uh, we say goodbye, any parting, maybe parting words? <laughs> or like, um, I understand you're also active with WWF. So maybe if you can connect us to these advocacies that you care for, maybe you can take a look at the pages as well. Anything else to plug um, your column or I think you have video video episodes for Manila Bulletin, right? Yes. I do. And if anyone's interested, they can find all of that on my social media. It's at Nikki H. Huang. There are two H's, not just one. People always make (laughs) mistakes. But yeah, no, I mean, in terms of parting words, I think if if your audience is very interested in insecurity, I want to remind everyone out there that your insecurities are not a weakness. They are a source of strength. And people will try time and time again to cut you down because of them. But the more that you realize that your insecurities are what make you you and are a place of again strength I think the better off you'll be and life is not perfect the goal of life is not to be perfect it is to be alive and to live and to love and experience and you need insecurity for that so Mm -hmm. yeah parting word love I love what you said yeah so live your life okay if you're listening right now Again, going back to the, why do I keep thinking of the snacks? Get your popcorn and egg and chocolate. Such a weird, I mean, like it's not a weird combo. It's actually pretty delicious. I'd have them all in one go. But yeah, enjoy it as a student, um, new normal or not. Although now it's a bit more challenging. So come back to this episode if you need to hear it again and again from Nikki Huang. Such an inspiration. Thank you so, so much for taking the time off of your busy schedule as as the shark <laughs> shark lady or shark lady with the shark syndrome having to do many things at once which is I think also very inspiring it's better to be always on the go but again don't forget to take breaks and yeah that is it if you want to hear more from us don't forget to follow us here on rise up with Janina Chan here by Spotify do share this in your stories if you find it amazing and uplifting to share your favorite parts as well tag me and Nikki we'd love to repost if you're listening by Apple Podcast please do give us a great review and we will see you again next time bye everyone thank you bye thank you janina thank you so much this podcast is brought to you by the chinoy podcast network in partnership with podcast network asia check us out via our websites at chinoy.tv and podcastnetwork.asia 
also powered by Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Sign up now for free at podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.